0: 18 plus.
2: You are looking live at Tim Murray and Super Bowl champion Sean King on Veasan Prime Time.
4: We are off and running uh, on a Football Friday, the final Football Friday of the regular season of the NFL, the final Football Friday heading into college football. Yes, we'll be able to talk about it on Monday but today is the final football friday. Next friday there will be no college football to talk about. That gentleman right there still glowing from his two-lane green waves. 36. Oh, excuse me. 46-45 win over the mighty Trojans of USC. I am Tim Murray, Mr. King. How are you as we head into an unusual betting weekend of week 18?
5: Oh <clears throat> It was a little irony in your introduction, and I did allow you to finish your monologue. So that with me, we're cordial, right? Where everything's good with us. Yeah, we're always okay, good. Okay, because you know when the co-host cuts the other co-host monologue off, people presume that there are issues. So I just want to make sure everything's good <laughs> with me and Tim. I know you guys ask me all the time. We're good. It was some irony in what you said because <clears throat> I'm sitting here thinking we should be talking about the FCS national title game
4: that happened last night
5: (laughs) or that's about to kick tonight at eight o'clock Eastern and have all of the audience, all of the country watching. But of course, no, they decided to play on an NFL Sunday. So even though this is our final NFL or football Friday, we don't actually have any football that I know about. So that is sort of depressing, but I did have to take that shot at the FCS. Can you guys please get it together? Why would you play on a Sunday and compete with the national football league? when you could easily have Thursday or Friday all to yourself.
4: I don't know who's at fault, whether it's the FCS, the NCAA. It's probably everybody. The network that it is airing on. All of the above. It is absolutely – did you see today – it was going around Twitter. It's not a surprise. But of the 100 most watched programs for the year of 2022, 84 of them were NFL games. So it seems smart (laughs) – To go
5: head-to-head. On a Sunday. On a Sunday. Well, half the league is trying to get in the (laughs) playoffs. I mean... Can you imagine going to your local sports bar? Hey, can I get the uh, FCS title game on uh, one of the four TVs we have? Unless you're up in Fargo
4: or... Somewhere in I don't know where South Dakota State is located. Oh, was, bonehead decision of January. I would have I would have loved to watch it last night, tonight, yeah, tonight. Saturday leading into the doubleheader tomorrow. All of that we would could have, have gave it
5: a full segment, broke it down, evaluated. It's going to be good football. Who should Shaw. you wager on? Yeah, it's going to be good football. <sighs> Whatever.
4: Brookings, South Dakota. Thank you. I apologize to the fine people of Brookings, South Dakota, <laughs> uh, because look, I would I would have enjoyed watching it. And uh, guess what I'm not going to watch on Sunday, South Dakota State versus North Dakota State. But best of luck to the Jackrabbits and the Bison. Best I know of luck. what
5: I am going to watch. I'm going to watch the guy that I had rated as number one quarterback in this year's draft, <laughs> Sam Howell. So again, we want to welcome our new D.C. area following. Uh, we hope you guys enjoyed our initial show with you yesterday. And for those of you that are just tuning in for the first time, I did have Sam Howell ranked as the number 1 quarterback in this past draft class. So excited to see the Commanders young signal caller get a chance to get some live action.
4: Just another quality day uh, for the Washington Commanders not inviting the longtime voice of the Washington Redskins to the uh, ceremony honoring Sonny Jerkinson. Good stuff. All right, moving forward and yes, welcome They're I are distracted Heart sports up for sale 1190. All right, let's uh let's move forward um more Great news coming out of the Buffalo Bills camp as DeMar Hamlin, the breathing tube has been removed, Sean, and he spoke today, sent a message to the team telling that he loved them. It was uh, shown during meetings. I I can only imagine, Sean, uh, what that meeting was like. You know, this week has, I imagine, Sean, for all of the Buffalo Bills players and the Cincinnati Bengals players also has just been an, a completely unusual, impossible weekend. But to get that moment today, you know, you've been, in, you, you've been in NFL locker rooms and NFL meeting places before. I can't even imagine what that was like to see DeMar Hamlin, you know, give that video address to his team.
5: Well, today was a good day um, because, of course, it's been an emotional time. Mm-hmm. And at least as a teammate, you get to change your outlook because it went from would my brother live to now I see him. He seems to be doing much better. Now we can start the process of let's get him fully back right so he can rejoin us. Maybe not in the capacity to play, sure. but at least to physically be present. So it was a good day for the Bills. It was a great day for uh, DeMar and his family. And uh, i just been praying that everything's going to end up A-OK, so uh, this is a a big step in the right direction.
4: Incredible news uh, on a week that has been really challenging for the Buffalo Bills, for the Cincinnati Bengals, for obviously the Hamlin family, Uh, so just remarkable news today. That being said, they have to play a football game on Sunday, and it's an important football game, Sean. 1 o'clock Eastern there in Buffalo. Uh, The Bills are a seven-point favorite against the New England Patriots. The Patriots, if they win, Sean, they get into the postseason – so you know this is a really tricky game to handicap because you're, you're you have no idea what the mindset of the Bills players is right now. You would think they're you know we got to play for our brother, but it's also been an incredibly emotional weekend. Are they have they been properly preparing for a New England team that is desperate to get in? As you see right there, we have uh, playoff scenarios. They are in with a win. They're an underdog, but New England's going to obviously be as buttoned up as they possibly can be on Sunday afternoon.
5: Well, I'll say this, and I think uh, everyone across this great nation that loves the game of football would agree with me. No one wants to see this version of the Patriots any more than we have to. So I will be rooting for Buffalo for that reason alone. Uh, they are the most boring, uh, unimaginative, uh, non-creative team that I've seen offensively. In a long, long time. And I want them to get that fixed. And the only way they can get that fixed, Tim, is to not make the playoffs and move into the offseason and fix the issues at hand. So I will be rooting for Buffalo uh, in this scenario because you shouldn't do that to the public. This game supposed <laughs> to be entertaining. It's supposed to be fun to watch. No one wants to see the New England Patriots in the playoffs.
4: Well, let's get to... Uh... I apologize to our director, Nicky Patz. I didn't say it, Nick.
5: Well, I wasn't going to mention him by name, but I was indirectly talking to him, and I think he would agree.
4: I I think he would. No one wants to see his Patriots team. I think
5: he would disagree. Now, he knows they're going to lose. Well, you know. Why take a lamb to slaughter when you could put the lamb in the field, let him get a a year bigger, you know, and and maybe, you know, compete for someone's significance the following season?
4: Well, we've got some unique situations brewing in the AFC about the AFC championship game because the Bengals-Bills game has officially been canceled, so that game will not be made up. So here is the scenario that is potentially going to play out here, Sean. The AFC championship will take place at a neutral site if both Kansas City and Buffalo win or tie on Sunday. The AFC championship will take place on a neutral site. If Buffalo and Kansas City both lose and Baltimore wins or ties, and also if Buffalo and Kansas City both lose and Cincinnati wins. So is this bettable or forgettable information regarding the potential AFC championship site? The Kansas City Chiefs play in Las Vegas tomorrow where they're a nine-point favorite against the Raiders. The Buffalo Bills, as we mentioned, play New England at home. They're a seven-point favorite on Sunday. And the Cincinnati Bengals, who, by the way, are now officially AFC North champions, they play the Baltimore Ravens on Sunday, and they are now a nine-point
5: favorite. So this that segment game. is called Bettable or Forgettable. Can we add another column? And confusing? Yeah, confusing. <laughs> like... I, I mean, th- this makes no sense. You know, this is one of those things, Tim, I'll deal with it if we have to. Uh, right now, I am I have other things going on, like trying to get the Washington Capitals to win tonight's game. There we go. By two or more goals. That is puck Two analysis. or more? Yeah, I took puck, oh, puck line. line. Okay, I thought you were doing, doing super puck no, line. No, I have then. a nice three-team parlay for the people. And uh, to me, that's more interesting than any of this scenario is of that- what could happen. Like, whatever. Like, we'll deal with it when we get there. <laughs> I
4: think that is... I think that's a fair way to put it. But basically, what it comes down to: if Buffalo
5: and Kansas City win. Yeah, can we this week, move on, please? I'm just trying to clarify. Yeah, no, no, nobody cares.
4: I, yeah. I, I care if it's going to be played here in Las Vegas because I want to go. we'll, to we'll
5: deal with it when, it when we get there. It'd be great. Yeah, this is ridiculous. <laughs> All
4: right, bettable or forgettable? Sean <clears throat> Jalen Hurts is trending to play against the Giants on Sunday. He's been out the last two weeks dealing with a shoulder injury. The Eagles lost both of those games. The New York Giants are reportedly going to sit majority of their starters. Here's a fascinating part about this. BetMGM earlier today reported that the most heavily bet team, based on tickets, the New York Giants this weekend, And at DraftKings, you can go over to vcin.com, check out our betting splits. About 78% of the bets on the New York Giants. I know the public doesn't like the late numbers, but that surprises me that it is that overwhelming for a Giants team that is
5: going to be playing for nothing. Well, let me be honest. and I'm not a mathematician, but it's not mathematically possible the Giants to sit their starters they don't have enough receivers on the roster (laughs) I mean they're already down to their fourth receiver being the number one guy I I don't know if they have enough to to continue without it so I will say this is bettable for one reason I came on the show yesterday and I said the Bucks are going to win the NFC a large part of that context was based on the fact that I don't think Jalen Hurts can take a month off and it would be a month because they're on, they uh, pre- presumably have to buy next week and then come back and not experience rush. So if Jalen Hurts can get two, three series in and refrain from getting injured, I think that puts Philly in a much better spot in two weeks. All right, more bettable
4: or forgettable as we get you ready for week 18. We'll head to Los Angeles, talk some college football playoff championship with Matt Fortuna coming up bottom of the hour. That's Sean. I'm Tim. We're up and running. It is V SIM primetime.
1: At luckylandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus Terms and conditions apply.
4: This is VCN Prime Time with Tim Murray and Sean King on VCN, the Sports betting Network. Of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. Alongside Super Bowl champ Sean King, I am Tim Murray. It is VCEN prime time. Big show ahead for you. Talk some college football with Matt Fortuna from The Athletic, who is live in Los Angeles, getting you set for the national championship. Also, Talking some college ball. Thor Nystrom will join us at the top of the next hour. We'll talk to Sean's guy, Stats Guerrero. Get his thoughts on the 49ers. I'm going to tell him. You, you make think, sure you tell him that the Bucks are winning the NFC. He's going to have the same. He might have a more visceral reaction than I did. Then Chris Andrews from behind the counter. Always love to get Chris's insight. We'll get the national championship week 18, how they've been seeing action, how they've been adjusting. And then Todd Furman will join us to round out the program. So a star-studded lineup tonight for you to get you ready for week 18 of the NFL season and the national championship, even though we will be leading you into the national championship as kickoff scheduled for 730 Eastern. I'll believe that when I see it. It'll probably be closer to eight o'clock, but uh, that is uh, sort of like that a, is what we've been
5: told. It's sort of like the main event in boxing; like it never like no. starts when it's supposed to. Look,
4: I- I'm cool with it now that we live out here in the Pacific time zone. Yeah, like I, I wanted to start at nine o'clock because well, a we'll be off the air nine o'clock Eastern. 6 oh yeah, o'clock. yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. So yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, I we can, if we can get like you know, boys to men, boys to men just did the national anthem at uh, I think the Peach Bowl. Yeah, one of them.
5: And, and I need to uh, clarify that. When I said everyone agrees with me, I mean it like on Twitter. Uh, shout out to my guy at Tims1112. He said, Sean King with the 100% accurate Lamb and Patriots analogy. And he's a Patriots fan. He said, I don't need to witness a repeat of last year's first round embarrassment against the Bills once again. Smart Pats fans will agree. So that's a direct shot at our one of our production team members, Nikki Pats. Why you got to do that? Because when I went back there, he's berating me that I hate his Patriots. I'm like, I don't. They're just impossible to watch. And the best thing for Mac Jones is to not go into next year with a defensive line linebacker coach orchestrating, designing, and calling the offense, and a special teams coach trying to tell him how to take a drop and push up in the pocket.
4: Well, that I i don't think anybody would dis- 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 so, disagree
5: with. So if they make the playoffs, you know how hard-headed Coach Belichick is. He's liable to be like, we're close. And everybody said we couldn't do it, but we made the playoffs for this setup.
4: Maybe he'll draft another center in the first round. <laughs> All right, let's move on.
5: Um, People well, are I- asking for the three-teamer Pucks for Listen, you have to stay tuned. We have a guest in the next segment. The segment after that, I will give you the – Puckstradamus three-team NHL parlay tonight. It's guaranteed to hit. Well, I'm playing it, so I hope. I just I like to I think there's power in the tongue, so I like to speak, speak positivity into, into my bet. So I'll let you know exactly what this three-teamer consists of. So let me ask you this real quickly,
4: uh, because it leads into the next bettable forgettable with Joe Flacco starting for the Jets on Sunday. So the Dolphins get in Sean with a win and a Patriots loss. The Steelers get in with a win, and I believe a Dolphins and Patriots loss. I know personally you'd like to see the Steelers in because you're a Mike Tomlin guy. Absolutely, best coach in football. Aesthetically, and entertainment value, who do you think would be the
5: team you'd want to see? Is it the Dolphins? Well, no, because you're probably not going to get Tua. And I, I don't know. I mean, you know, I like Teddy Bridgewater. I hope he plays another decade in the league. That's not going to excite well, Skyler a lot of starting on Skylar Thompson, that's even worse. I don't worse. want to see Skylar Thompson. You know, I've already talked about how terrible the Patriots are to, to, to watch play football on television. So to me, the Steelers would be the, the choice.
4: Steelers aren't very – At least
5: you get T.J. Watt, you get Minka Fitzpatrick. Maybe they get in a pushing, shoving match on the sideline and <laughs> – you know, I mean, Najee Harris, you know, has really bounced back second half of the year. They're likely going to play the Bills, the, the seventh seed. Right. It's going to be a lamb to slaughter probably no matter who it is that goes. But, you know. It's the
4: second time you've used that reference now. You like that reference.
5: Well, it fits. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's, it fits. So, I don't know. I will say this. and I know the better bowl or forget is about Joe Flacco starting at quarterback i think this does matter elite in there in there a part of you that feels like if flacco had played quarterback the whole year the jets would be one or two games better like if you just substitute flacco for every start zach wilson had they at least win two extra games
4: well i actually liked what i saw before he got hurt with what mike white was
5: right but i'm out. saying mike white is injured yeah i know zach wilson's healthy like when Mike White hasn't started, it's because he was hurt. Right. After he became the starter. Zach Wilson, he's, he's we good. know how that's worked out, right? So not I, think, well. I think, and I just say that to say I think this is boy information. I think this gives the Jets a much greater chance to win this game than if they had tried it out, Zach Wilson or was it Chris Streveler? Oh, God. Yeah.
4: C- CFL legend, mm-hmm. Chris Treveler. Um Miami now a three point favorite, Juice 3 here at Circa and some other spots. If it got to 3.5, could you be tempted to take the Jets here?
5: Well, I probably won't get involved in this game. I mean, there's no need. I mean, I'm going to be very cautious and careful this weekend in the National Football League as far as what I wager on and what I don't.
4: So, very interesting quote today uh, in Todd Dewey's piece in the Las Vegas Review-Journal from Ed Sammons over at the Westgate Superbook. He said, quote, If you bet on the teams that have to win, you're going to lose money because the lines are so inflated. If you want to bet on the perceived side people will bet on, you've got to pay a tax because we understand this team wants to win and that team doesn't care. I think that's really important information as we head into this weekend because there's a lot of games that people just assume, Sean, well, this team won't care. And this team has to win. You're a former NFL player. You've been in these situations before. Yeah. You know that there might be some players out there that may their mind might not fully be on this, focused on this game. But to just blindly assume that teams are going to mail it in, you're gonna you're gonna lose some bets that going
5: that way. Yeah, that's why I won't be very active. I, I we're gonna get into our top three NFL plays. It was hard. I think uh, it wasn't hard for me. I actually really found some spots that I liked. Uh, I guess that's a, a call a lead as we want to get into our top three bets.
4: Uh, Well, I was going to wait because okay. we, really we can got a couple wait. minutes. But, All right. I um, mean,
5: so I'm definitely – I think I'm on – I don't know if I'm on a favorite. Am I on a favorite? Yeah, I'm, I, I think we have three best wages. I got two underdogs and one favorite. I think I have it mapped out from – availability standpoint, this is almost like the bowl season, right? Who's opting out, Sure. who hit the transfer portal, <laughs> what we're talking about the NFL. And then from uh, to answer your question, it varies from team to team. And I'm talking about the amount of buy-in that you get from the guys in this particular situation to actually care about the outcome. Because there are going to be a lot of guys now, established guys that have already gotten the bag, Their number one goal is not to get hurt. They don't want to spend the next couple weeks having to go to the training room. Like, they've already booked flights to Spain, Mexico, South America, wherever they're going to get some R&R after a long, grueling season, mentally and physically. So the last thing they want to do is do something that's going to, you know, prohibit them from enjoying their time off. So you have to try and find and understand who those guys are. You know, then you have some other guys that are kind of, From a selfish standpoint, they don't really care about the final score, but their production matters. And when I'm talking about the group that has incentives in their contract that are reachable. You know, if I get 800 yards receiving and I'm only 34 yards away, or if I catch double-digit touchdown passes and I'm only one away from that, like, there'll be things involved where guys are kind of talking behind the scenes, hey, yo, man, hey, if I get, you know, 42 yards receiving a day and I get an extra... Three Hundo. You feel me? So those kind of conversations will be going on. They even have teams that are really locked all the way in. And having said that, it's still the outcomes will be random. Uh, it still come down to the same thing it comes down to all the other seasons. Who can be effective in score in the red zone and who can win the turnover battle? And so uh I think I found some spots. We're gonna get into it a little later, what my top three NFL plays are for the weekend. Also, Puck Stradamus. Been hot. It's fish grease this week. As a three-team regulation-only parlay in the NHL, and I think this one has a really high percentage chance of cashing some tickets.
4: January second, two thousand five, Cardinals beat the Bucks. You were on the Cardinals. You did not play in that game. Where were you headed?
5: Uh, I went night? directly from the stadium to the airport, and we were the home team. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> National Championship coming up on Monday night. Georgia, a 12-point favorite. We head to L.A. next and talk to Matt Fortuna on the ground. This is v Primetime PRIME TIME with Tim Murray and Sean King on v the sports betting network. Become a Vsin Pro subscriber for only $79 and get access to everything we do. Now through the big dance, sign up today and you'll also receive $20 to buy Vsin sports betting hats, shirts, mugs, and other great gear at our online store. Only Vsin Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of top plays made by Vsin show hosts and guests, betting splits, and betting reports. This is a limited time offer, so sign up now and get Vsin Pro access through the end of March Madness, vcin.com slash subscribe. Alongside Tulane Green Wave great, probably the second best quarterback in school history, Sean King. No? I'm not getting in that argument with you. Well, I just, I mean, Michael Pratt, 12 and 2 ATS, pretty darn good.
5: Nobody wins when the family feuds. So as a Tulane family, <laughs> we don't feud. <laughs> You've said on this show that they're the
4: second best team ever. Yeah, facts. (laughs) All right, let's bring in our next guest, Matt Fortuna, who is in Los Angeles, and he will be on site for the national championship on Monday night, TCU and Georgia at SoFi Stadium. Matt, always a pleasure, man. Uh, Let's start with just the, the feel and buzz right now there in Los Angeles. Have the Georgia fans, the TCU fans started to ascend upon La La Land just yet?
2: Well, I, I've actually been holed up in my hotel room doing coaching calls all day, but I will <laughs> say that, Sean, you'll appreciate this: uh, It's a pleasure to be out with my friends, one of whom a graduate of a, a team that won a New Year's Six Bowl, and the other is just a fan of the school named Notre Dame that won nine games this year. So uh, I figured you'd appreciate that, Sean, and, and boy, congratulations. That was incredible to watch on TV, even if it burned a hole through my wallet. Uh, with
5: that final draft. <laughs> well, because you don't listen to Vee's prime time, because if you listen to Vee's prime time, <laughs> then you would have went to the window multiple times because I gave out Tulane plus two. I gave out Tulane money line. I gave out Tulane over the team total of 31 and a half, and I gave out game over 62. So never in doubt, even at
2: 45,
5: 30, never in doubt, <laughs> yeah. four minutes left. Even with Michael Pratt, <laughs> only completing eight passes in four quarters, never in doubt. We were just destined to have more points than Southern Cal at the end of this game.
2: I cannot argue with that, with the way that one played out. Destiny is the only word to describe that, but hats off to you, my friend.
5: And I uh, know that you're in the wonderful city of Los Angeles getting ready for the Georgia Bulldogs defending NCAA national champions, going up against the Upstarts from Fort Worth. TCU talking about destiny. A lot of people feeling like this team is one of destiny upset. The big dog, Michigan undefeated big 10 champ. Now they get the reigning champ. Also sec champ this year, Georgia Bulldogs. Talk me through how TCU wins this game. And then is that the side you're taking?
2: Yeah. In many ways, it's destiny versus dynasty, right? I mean, if Kirby and the boys do it again, that's the first repeat winner in 10 years, and then there doesn't seem to be anything that would stand in their way for from continuing this run uh, of top teams every year. Uh, look, how is TCU doing it? That's the million-dollar question. That's the question that uh, 12 different opponents of TCU this year have been trying to figure out because there have been so many games, and the Michigan one is kind of a perfect example of it where it's a rock fight for 60 minutes. You look at the, the stat sheet. You look at Max Duggan's numbers, which aren't overwhelming. He throws two picks. They lose their top running back in the first half, and oh by the way, TCU won again. Like, how did that just happen? It, it really defies logic. This team, I believe, is 11 and 3 against the spread this year, which is incredible for a team that that's made it this far. Like Vegas still doubts them, as frankly I do when, when I watch them play. It's incredible to see them do what they have done so far. I mean, they were a 200 to 1 long shot to win it all preseason for a reason. I mean, for for comparison's sake, I believe Penn State men's basketball, my alma mater, is 200 to 1 to win March Madness, but even then. You can get hot in college basketball and, and, you know, freak your way to a title or at least to a really good season. You cannot do that, or at least you're not supposed to be able to do that in college football, in the college football playoff. And yet, PCU essentially broke the BCS by winning the Rose Bowl and making the Fiesta Bowl in back to back years. And here they are crashing the college football playoff and, and maybe winning it all. I and mean, I, I have a hard time painting a path for that to happen, but, you know, they've proved me wrong 10 or 11 times so far this season. So why not one more at this point?
4: Matt I want to get to health real quickly Uh, you mentioned uh, the injury to Kendra Miller Uh, I believe sunny Dykes came out and said questionable earlier this week and then Darnell Washington the behemoth of a human, uh, the other tight end there for Georgia. Uh, he got his foot stepped on uh, in uh, in that in that semifinal game and did not play the remainder. I believe he is listed as questionable as well, even though there seems to be some optimism. But, you know, with college football, we just never know, right, until we get to game day. So what have you heard about Kendra Miller and Darnell Washington's uh, availability for Monday night?
2: Yeah, our, our uh, Georgia writer Seth Emerson actually just tweeted a video from Georgia's team arrival a couple minutes ago um, at LAX. He has a video of Darnell Washian walking, or in his words, ambling, to the boss. I mean, it doesn't look like there's any boot or anything protective on them, moving slow, but they're all kind of moving slow. They're, they're carrying luggage. So <laughs> tough, tough, to, tough to determine a whole lot. I mean, nothing that would say, oh, my God, he's not going to play, but, but certainly you wonder what kind of shape he will be. And, of course, that Georgia tight end room is so stacked you know, the absence of Washington would be a bigger, less of a deal to Georgia than the absence of Miller would probably be to TCU. And yet, I say that, and TCU ran for I think 263 yards mm-hmm. against the Michigan defense that was giving up 84 rushing yards all season long. I mean, Demarcado had 150 on his own, uh, w- w- which was crazy, and which was the one part of the game that I definitely did not see coming. Even you know, as TCU raced off to that early 21-3 lead, I thought JJ McCarthy in Michigan would make plays as they did. Uh, and I thought their defense would essentially stop blitzing and, and, and stop that TCU offense, which didn't exactly happen either. Now, you do have to account for the fact that 14 of those TCU points came off two pick sixes, which probably isn't going to happen again on Monday night, but, but still just a remarkable effort all around from TCU. And, and they're doing it. You know, they have a stud wide receiver, Quentin Johnson, but they really don't have a whole lot of proven talent you know, aside from him and, and even his one-long touchdown. Came on a bit of a broken play on third and short that he was able to run for plenty of yards after the catch. So, again, this TCU team has defied logic all season long. Uh, you know, I, I had I, my eyebrows raised when I saw that opening number, like everyone else's did, I'm sure. But you look at recent history in the national title games, there hasn't been a game within two touchdowns uh, since that Alabama Georgia game that went to overtime in 2017. Talking
4: once again to Matt Fortuna. You can follow him on Twitter at Matt underscore Fortuna, college football reporter for The Athletic. He's there. In Los Angeles, I'm going to throw out two games. This is the biggest spread since the Ohio State-Miami game in 2003, the Fiesta Bowl that ended on the uh, pass interference in the end zone. Bogus
5: pass interference. Phantom call.
4: Ohio State wins and obviously covers the point spread. Another game that was, I believe, a double-digit spread. I forget where it closed. One that you covered, Matt, the, the Orange Bowl down in... Uh, Miami, Notre Dame, and Alabama in uh, this January of 2013. What game does this one more resemble in your opinion? A double-digit outright upset like TC or like Ohio State 20 years ago, or the double-digit dog getting dump trucked like they did 10 years ago? Yeah,
2: you know, it's funny, Tim. I, I mean, you look at the Michigan game, right? And in some ways, that was the the, the Ohio State Miami end of this, right? Like Michigan. Runs for a big play on the first play of the game. They're, they're seven or eight-point favorites going in. Uh, they're from the big, bad Big Ten where they actually play defense in the Big 12 dozen, and they're going to run away with this thing. And sure enough, TCU doesn't only cover. They win, and, and they controlled the game. They led the game from start to finish. And yet, I, I, look, I, I'm talking myself into a hole here because, again, I doubted TCU every step of the way, and they keep proving me wrong. I, I have a hard time seeing them finding a path to victory against this Georgia team. And I also think, like, I thought going into the playoff, uh, I'll own this one. I I, I picked Michigan out of the four teams to win it. Um, I I thought they were the most complete team, and in some ways they were. They just kept shooting themselves in the foot at the goal line last week. I I thought this Georgia team was nowhere near as good as last year's Georgia team, particularly defensively. Now, it's still a very good defense. It's still probably the best defense of the country, but they don't force turnovers the way they did last year. They don't create sacks the way they did last year. And that secondary, um, I had my questions about going into that Ohio State game, and Ohio State absolutely exploited them. That being said, I thought that was the game to beat Georgia. That was the game Georgia should have lost. They were down 14 points going into the fourth quarter. I think Stetson Bennett and Kirby Smart both know, hey, like we got really, really lucky to survive this one the way we did. Ohio State had a lot of injuries uh, that happened in the game. They had a lot of calls go Georgia's way in the game. This was the game Georgia was supposed to lose, and they didn't lose. I just think when you've got a team that's that savvy, that talented, that's been there and done that, and they've been on death's door, as they were Saturday against Ohio State, I I just got a feeling Georgia's going to come out here, fall to the wall, and just let loose and and absolutely dominate from start to finish.
4: He is Matt Fortuna. You can follow him on Twitter, at Matt underscore Fortuna. Always a pleasure, man. Enjoy Los Angeles. Thanks, guys. Hope you get together soon. There he is, Matt Fortuna, who stopped by in
5: studio. Can you text Matt and tell him TCU money line? Sure. Okay. You really don't believe that. It's a bit. It's how a horn frog bites. I want
4: to see the ticket. This is how a horn frog bites. Did they bite when you bet Michigan? It's telling you. Team I just, of destiny. Please keep saying that. I'm going to read you some numbers. you like stats? I'm going to read you some numbers on the other side of the break.
2: This is v Prime Primetime
4: with Tim Murray and Sean King on v the Sports Betting Network. Potential BetMGM customers have a friend who loves sports as much as you do. Here's a chance for both of you to earn a $50 bonus when they sign up through BetMGM's Refer-A-Friend program. Just sign in to your BetMGM account and click on the Refer a Friend program to send your friend a message inviting them to register a new account in the same state you use BetMGM in. Once your friend signs up and makes a deposit, they'll receive a $50 bonus. And once your friend places a bet with their bonus and the wager is settled, you'll receive a $50 bonus as well. Share the excitement at BetMGM and get a $50 bonus. Visit betmgm.com for terms and conditions. Must be 21 years of age or older to wager. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable site credit. Site credit expires in 30 days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi and Nevada. Alongside Sean King, I am Tim Murray. Thanks again to Matt Fortuna for joining us from Los Angeles and giving us his Thoughts and the latest on the national championship, which will kick off on Sunday. We'll get to our best NFL bets of week 18 here in just a moment. We'll get the Puckstradamus' play of the day here in a moment as well. Reminder, Thor Nystrom going to join us top of the hour. But I mentioned some stats. I want to give you some stats. You like numbers? I'll give you some numbers. You need an answer. John Ewing over at BetMGM tweeted this out. About six, uh, let's see, about uh, six hours ago. 77% of the bets right now at BetMGM on TCU. Mm -hmm. Quote, there is lopsided action on TCU to win the college football playoff. The sports book currently needs Georgia to win. That from a senior trader at BetMGM. Points bet. Just tweeted this out. 76% of their bets on TCU. Over at vcin.com, check out our betting splits page. That is courtesy of DraftKings Sportsbook. 73% of the bets on TCU. And our good friend, Jick Jack Johnson, Carl Johnson, down there at the Beau Rivage in Biloxi, Mississippi. 75% of his action last night on tcu so you're in good company public usually wits
5: <clears throat> well when there's a such thing as a team of destiny <coughs> the obstacle always looks larger than it actually is the hurdle looks higher than it's reality like that's how destiny gets attached to a team mm. it looks like there is no chance like and everybody's pulling for the underdog and Historically, I get your context. I'm just saying I think this is different. Okay. Now, to put context on my opinion for those watching and listening, I've decided I will have a small pregame bet on TCU Moneyline. But the way I'm going to approach this game is I'm very good after the first drive by both teams of reassessing whatever my pre-flop opinion was. So I'm going to get involved in-game after both offenses have had a series of but I will, my only pre-flop bet will be a small wager on TCU moneyline.
4: All right. I'll take that action.
5: 12 to 1 cigar bet? Nope. Okay. I'll do what the true odds are. The money line is not right for TCU. Well, yeah, because you're chicken, and you know that
4: they're going to get dump trucked. Um, So, good luck, you know. The team of destiny that you bet against in the playoff. I just just want to remind
5: all of our new listeners. May the zebras be on our side on Monday.
4: I just want to remind, you know, Sean King, who said they were unletdownable, bet against TCU in the college football semifinal.
5: Well, I bet for and against Georgia as well this year.
4: Yeah, but you've never said that Georgia is a team of destiny. You actually said preseason. season well, defending
5: national champion. You How can sa- they be a team of destiny? You said that preseason Georgia. I said if they were going to ever have, if they were going to ever regress, this will be the year. Because of the amount of elite talent they lost and because of the turnover on the staff. But obviously Kirby's got that thing running just like Saban had it initially when Alabama was at this stage of where they currently are. And
4: I think one thing that really... Hats off to Georgia. Now, the injuries concern me on both sides, right? Kendra Miller, Darnell Washington, those are those are significant. Ladd McConkey was banged up, didn't really look himself in the semifinal for Georgia. But I think what works to the benefit of Georgia here is that this is basically just your typical game prep, right? It's not the four weeks that TCU got to prepare for Michigan. Well,
5: let me say this. Because of the expanded staff sizes, the entire staff at TCU was not just game planning for Michigan. I understand. They were. They had already divided it up, and they had already started game planning for Ohio State and Georgia, just like Michigan, would have already started game planning for Georgia and Ohio State as well. And then you add the film in of the last game, but they've already had a baseline game plan for how they would attack whoever their opponent would be. So that four weeks of of prep time was used to prepare for all three potential opponents.
4: No disagreeing at all. However, Georgia, I don't know the numbers, but there's no doubt in my mind the number of analysts that they have on their staff may double, even triple what TCU has. Their staff is enormous.
5: Bama-esque for sure. Yeah, I I would agree with that. All right, Um, More on the game coming up. And yet they needed a missed field goal. They did to beat Ohio State, so yep, a
4: team that's been recruiting one, two, three, has five stars all over the place in Ohio State. Number two overall pick, probably in CJ Stroud.
5: Yeah, Ohio State lost to both good teams they played this
4: year. Okay, go ahead. I mean, whatever you want, whatever you want to bet. I mean, I'm all I'm saying is I, I, I think TCU. I think T- you're dismissive. Okay. TCU dismiss- TCU lost to Kansas dismiss- State, dismiss- who just got absolutely yeah, obliterated absolutely. by Alabama.
5: Your dismissiveness of TCU is kind of what. I think rubs me the wrong way. Like, you're acting like they have no shot. I I don't think
4: they have much of a shot. To I, win the game, no. Could they cover? Sure. I don't think they can win the game.
5: I really no. don't. And you, and you know what? You're entitled to your opinion. I'm just saying, based on my experiences, I, I, I think you're completely wrong. Okay. I think if you play the game five times, the outcome that you are presuming is going to happen probably happens three out of five. No. But the other two, I think... You are, think
4: TCU could win 40% of the games they play against Georgia. If
5: they played this game five times, I definitely think TCU wins two of them. You're crazy. Well, they just, won't play five times, so
4: it's good we're having that
5: hypothetical discussion. Well, I'm just saying, like, I don't think this is a whitewash. I think Texas athletes are really good. I think so, too. I, I, think, also, TCU, I, also I think, think Sonny TCU- Dykes inherited a team that had really good football players. I think they're better on the offensive and defensive lines than we gave them credit for. Now, to me, the... The wild card is Max Dugan. If he plays like the Big Twelve Player of the Year, I can't. I mean, TCU probably win the game. If he plays like he played against Michigan, then I think you might be right. Because I didn't think he was great against Michigan. He wasn't, and he turned the ball over, and he was apprehensive in the pocket. He wasn't confident. But then I've seen him on the other side where he looks like the best player in college football. So if that version of Max shows up, I'm telling TCU's in this game.
4: Uh, we'll talk more about this top of the hour, but I do want to get to your hockey plays of the day. So uh, fire away there, Puckstradamus. So
5: Puckstradamus has and Puckstradamus has been on fire. I mean, hot as fish grease. I mean, if you're riding with me, I get people hitting me up all on Twitter. I appreciate you guys interacting with us. And listen, I bet these as well. So when I give you plays and you cash, I'm cashing with you. So tonight, and they're all regulation only, so that means it's minus a half. So that's one way to take out some of the juice when you're playing the favorite and make it a little more profitable if we can actually hit the parlay without going to the extreme of taking the puck line. So my three-team NHL parlay for tonight, courtesy of Puck himself, Washington Capitals to win in regulation, Tampa Bay Lightning to win in regulation, Calgary Flames to win in regulation. Three-team parlay, Capitals, Lightning, Flames, all to win In regulation so one of the games goes to overtime then the parlay loses so if you don't want to assume that risk then just take them all on the money line and that way if it goes to overtime you win as well I kind of think this is a good situational spot for all three teams Calgary gets the Islanders coming off of a back-to-back it's in Calgary they'll be at home this is I think the uh sixth game of a road swing and four uh in the last six nights for this Islanders team so I think they will be a little fatigued. that's why you see Calgary as a $2.25 favorite, the Lightning Jets. Now, this is a competitive game. This is two really, really good hockey teams. But I just like the Lightning. I think they laid an egg the other night. They didn't put Vasilevsky in goal. They played the backup goalie. So I think the Lightning bounced back in this spot. You're getting the price you very rarely get on Tampa. And when you take them in regulation, you actually get plus 65 cents. So I think that boosts this parlay quite a bit. And then the Capitals, both Capitals and Predators, coming off a of, uh, back-to-back, but I like Washington in this spot. They're playing some good hockey right now. Again, Nashville's not a team that had a lot of high, high expectations. They're kind of a middle-of-the-road team. One, two in a row, but I think Ovechkin and crew get it done in the three-period time frame. So, Capitals, uh, Lightning and Flames. I think it's a seven, a little over 7-to-1 parlay. Wow. Oh, so you get a little extra juice, even more than your normal 6-1 to return on a three-leg parlay because you get the lightning in there plus 65 cents. So Puck Shaddamas, man of the people that he is, hopes that your ticket cashes because I played the ticket as well.
4: Breaking down the national championship with Thor Nystrom. Coming up top of the hour. Don't go
0: anywhere. It is Prime primetime.
3: If you dare.
1: work.